Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 8 o'clock, Monday night. You know what that means? Take care, Jay Binkley. You have a good night. That was Jay Binkley. You just heard him on with Therese Paler on the Therese Paler Show. Always fun. You know the deal. It's not my show. It's yours. 610 Sports Radio Red Reaction Show. 913-576-7610. Your reactions, your thoughts, your calls, your text messages. Everything is yours. Not mine whatsoever. Boy, Juju Smith-Schuster is just really trying to get himself lit up. He did. You remember last week, Nick Price, when Juju tried to dance, or he did dance on the Buffalo Bill? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what happened? They lost, right? Well, yeah. tonight in warm-ups, Juju Smith-Schuster spiked the ball on the B in the middle of Cincinnati's field. Guess what just happened? He got lit up. He fumbled. Cincinnati got the ball, and then the guy looked at the camera and said, Told you. It's never a good idea, man. I remember back when uh, the Broncos came to town, no Sean Moreno stomped on the arrowhead at the mm-hmm. 50, and he may have tore his ACL later that game. Well, karma sucks. Don't want that bad juju. I see. Yeah. I see what you did there. Um, Chief Saints yesterday, that's what this show uh, is what it's all about. It's about you. It's about your calls, your thoughts, because I know there's a lot of you out there with a lot of thoughts on this game. It wasn't pretty. I filled in for Jay Binkley on Sunday, and we talked about how I thought the Chiefs would win this game 35-20. to 20. It looked that way when it was 29-15, to 15, and again, it was one of those Chiefs momentum swings where, boom, like that, you, you see it right away, and you think to yourself, holy smokes, just like that, it's 29-15, Chiefs are in control. The Saints didn't go away, and that's totally fine. That's totally fine. If you're one of these teams, and you think that You can step up to the plate with the big dogs. Good luck. Because the Chiefs are the big dog. There's no doubt in anybody's minds that this cannot be the truth. The Chiefs win versus the second best or maybe the best team in the NFL and the NFC. That's what people say. That's what the experts say. That it's the Packers or the Saints. Last I checked, when you play in the Super Bowl, it's the best in the AFC And it's the best in the NFC. I get it. Sometimes things happen, but most of the time, it's the best in the best in the biggest game of the year. That's a hell of a team in New Orleans. And they brought Drew Brees back. And it looked a little rough for Drew. And then Drew kind of woke up in the end and was like, man, I got to give this everything I've got. And it still was not enough. It's crazy because... The Chiefs played that game, and I tweeted this out. It felt like a Super Bowl. It felt like one of those gritty, 
Going to come down to the in-the-wire type games. You know, Mahomes was getting stuck. I mean, there was that play where he got sandwiched and they showed him on the bench and he had that look on his face like, oh, God. Oh, this hurts. You haven't seen much of that when it comes to this Chiefs team. This was a game in which the Chiefs had to fight for it. And yet they still came out on top. The Chiefs still had the better team. And it seems funny. Because it seems that if the Chiefs don't win by 10 or more, experts think that the Chiefs are vulnerable. Or that maybe the Chiefs are just not the team that everyone thinks that they are. And I find that crazy to believe. But it's like the narrative changes with the Chiefs if they don't blow teams out. Or if they don't score 40 points. Guess what the Chiefs did again? They scored 20 or more points again. We are four days away from from Christmas. And the last time the Chiefs didn't score 20 was October 6, 2019. I preach this all the time. It's not my show, it's yours. 913-576-7610. Phone lines are starting to light up. Big Al, North KC. We got some talking to do. Yeah, how's it going, guys? Happy holidays. Uh, start off by saying that. Hey, there you yeah, go. I, I tell you, you, you just nailed it. Um, good, good point. How many times, well, I'll, I'll speak for the older guys out there. How many years did we watch Elway and the Broncos just barely beat us, right? Uh, over so many, so many games, and we were just, you know, heartfelt about it. No, every victory is huge, huge as 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 uh, Nelk would say, huge, right? But but no, uh, I I wanted to get your opinion. I called in to get your opinion on one on this. Uh, obviously, uh, Solaire is pretty good, pretty much going to be out at least for the rest of regular season. I I bet maybe for the playoffs. I wanted to get you all's opinion on how you think we're going to look going into the playoffs as far as a healthy, from a healthy perspective, like O-line and everything else. But, yes, absolutely. Go Chiefs all the way, man. Big Al, North KC, thanks for the call. Phone line's open, 913-576-7610, or you can text Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer text line. Again, Nick Price, what's the coin of the show? It's not our show, it's yours. That's right. We'll get to what I think about Clyde's situation here a little bit in a little bit, Al. So I want to keep you on the show. I don't think you're going to go anywhere. I think you're going to be a loyal guy, but we're going to get to that. But I want to give you a little bit of a question. I will answer a little bit of that question of what this Chiefs team is going to look like going into the playoffs. Now, currently, Cincinnati's driving. They're inside the 20 against Pittsburgh. They've just picked up a first down, and they're trying to beat the Steelers, which would just be so amazing if the Steelers just would drop three in a row and just completely tank. But the Chiefs have been hurt for the last six weeks. We don't even know if Mitchell Schwartz can even put pads on. It's a scary situation. It breaks my heart that he's not there. Eric Fisher just came back. This team went up against Cam Jordan. Now, granted, Cam Jordan did something pretty dirty. And we'll get into that, too. But I think the way this team plays and the way that Mahomes is just methodical in the way he is a quarterback, I think they're going to be fine. I mean, every test they've gotten, they played the Bucs, they played the Saints, both with very strong front defensive lines. Cincinnati touchdown. They're up 10-0 against the Steelers. But I've always said that too, Al, and I think that injuries might hurt you because, again, 
it's not about who's the best team sometimes going into the playoffs. It's about who's the most healthy team going into the playoffs. Well, the Chiefs are going to be the best team going into the playoffs, and they will be somewhat healthy because as long as 15, 10, 87, 72, 32, 95, 55, as long as those guys are standing and they're healthy, this team's going to be okay going into the playoffs because, get it, everybody's hurting football right now. I guarantee you Mahomes is in an ice bath. I guarantee you the Oregons are a little shook up after that game against the Saints. And now you've got to play Atlanta and you've got to play the Chargers. And I will say this a little bit later. I don't think they're going to rest starters. 913-576-7610. Smitty's Garage, Burgers and Beer text line is the same. 913-576-7610. Dan, the loyal listener in KCK. Dan, let's let, let it rip, Dan. Hi, Dusty. Hi, Nick. Before I say anything, I enjoyed my 53rd birthday. had some cake and ice cream and everything. Now when we're getting to the game, I liked how the Chiefs didn't back down when the Saints were booing us around. And uh, when uh, Cameron John took that haymaker on Andrew Wiley, man, oh, man, that was something. And uh, I don't know why they were picking on Andrew Wiley for. Uh, it was early in the first half that one of the Saints linemen were picking on him. I'm glad the Chiefs didn't back down. And uh, I enjoyed that one touchdown by Harden. I thought Patrick was throwing it away. And Harden, like a bowl of lightning, just got both feet down. It was, it was amazing. What would you think about that? Well, Dan, first off, happy birthday. Happiest to you, of birthdays, Dan. Happy birthday to you. Happy. Anyways, Dan, happy birthday in KCK. You're always a loyal guy, so you get the birthday shout out. I just wanted to know what kind of cake and ice cream it was. Was it vanilla and was it cookie cake or was it a white mix with chocolate mix? I don't know. But here's the thing. We'll get into this dirty play because this is something that I think, Nick, you and I can go back and forth on. Yeah. I think the one strategy that teams are starting to pick up on with the Chiefs is that they know they can't keep up with them. They know the speed's too much. They know that they can't keep – like that touchdown to Tyreek Hill was just something that Andy Reid drew up in the middle of the night that just came to him that just does not happen for anybody else. Like the way that Tyreek Hill was able to move in that zone type of offense and Mahomes finding, and then you add on the talent of Patrick Mahomes – throwing a dime jump shot to let Dan set a McCall Hardman play where he just came around the backside of that end zone, got that ball, touched two feet in, and everyone goes, oh, that catch was great. And then you watch the replay and you're like, holy cow, the throw was better than the catch. Teams get pissed because you're that much better than they are. So what do teams do? They get out of their comfort zone, they get out of their typical characteristics, and they try to be bullies. I've never seen Cameron Jordan do anything like that. Maybe I haven't watched enough football. I watch every Sunday for hours. And I watch that man who's been in the league for 10 years ball up a fist and throw it at his face. And he didn't get away with it. And we saw this in Miami, too. Like, we saw this in Miami when Tyron Matthew made an interception and their big lineman just jumped on his back after the play was over and it started a heated debate. And then you saw the very end of the game, there was a little bit of jaw-jocking going back and forth. You're going to see this move forward. That teams know they can't beat the Chiefs in certain situations or they know they're not as good. And guess what they do? They're going to try to get into the Chiefs' heads. They're going to try to distract them. They're going to try to get them, in a poker term, on tilt. Well, guess what? This team has too much confidence in themselves They have too much morale in that locker room, and it starts with that head coach and Andy Reid. And I've never seen this Chiefs team 
now that they bonded as a brotherhood, now that they are a little bit of a fraternity in that locker room, they know what the goal is. Like I say all the time, they watched the last dance during quarantine. They want three in a row. They want as many championships as they can possibly get right now, and that's all that matters. They're looking forward to being legends at this point, right? They want to be one of those legendary teams. And the offense, I mean, the numbers speak for itself, but the way that you really go down in the history books in the NFL is by being one of those dynasties. The latest one that we saw was the Patriots. Right. I mean, like those teams, whether you like it or not, Kansas City, those are legendary teams that they put together. And now you've got your shot at putting together a similar kind of team here. And the whole team knows it. And they know that they've got best possible head coach for them, the best quarterback tight end. I mean, I go all the way down the list, but they know that this group of guys can do something truly special. And I mean, nothing's going to, nothing's going to make them back down from that or distract them from that. That's, that's all they got their eyes on. J rock in the eight one six. Let's hear what you got to say, man. What up? What up? Let it roll. Uh, Chief kingdom, man. You know, Hey, so I think our team right now, what we showed yesterday was the will to win. At the end of the day, no matter what the score was, what anybody has anything to gripe about, I even had my complaints about some parts of the game. But we we fought, we fought. Mahomes fought. We we get to see Mahomes get hit the way he got hit yesterday. I have it anyway. When he got smashed and got back up and went to the sideline, I was like, okay, this is where I want to see what we got. And he put it all on the line, and they came through. And so, as of right now, no team is stopping us. Like you said, as long as we have no injuries, uh, we're good. Uh, my my uh, my biggest worry is really just our our left side of the line, just Fisher, man. Just, he, he, I know his back is hurting and whatnot, but that's my biggest worry. Just making sure that we make sure Mahomes is protected. You know, I know we we struggling on the line all over, but. We got to make sure that backside is good, but man, we just got the wheel, man. We will keep fighting, Chief Kingdom, and we 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 ready to repeat. Keep going after that. Let's get it. That's right, J Rock. A one six. You represent Kansas City. That's what we need to hear from Kansas City fans. That's the confidence you want. You know, you have to look at it like anything else. Like it's it's not cliche, but it's just the obvious, right? Like you have to know that the most important player on your team is fifteen. I mean, fifteen made it work with Albert Wilson. And people want to say that, you know, there's injuries that can cause problems. But if 15's healthy, 87, 10, 32, 95, 55, those guys, 72, is those guys are healthy, you can move forward. The way this team plays, the way their offense is, it's just as long as you keep those guys, that shell together, this team's going to be just fine. Well, and that's the thing, too. I like what, uh, what J-Rock brought up there about the offensive line getting healthy. And that kind of goes back to Big Al's question. You know, with Clyde, we're going to have to kind of wait and see, and it's going to be, you know, a day-to-day situation like they like to say. But that offensive line right now, you know, you're looking at Mitchell Schwartz, who's been out for a long time, Eric Fisher a little banged up. You want to make sure that over these next two weeks that you can get out of those games as clean as possible right. and get those guys who protect number 15, the most important player, healthy for the playoff push. Because that's, to me, the biggest thing is just getting through these next two weeks, take care of business like you should, and be healthy doing it. Yeah, because I don't think they're going to bench starters. I don't think that's the way the Chiefs are. I think, if anything, it might come to a point where if they were up by 21 in the final game of the year against uh, the Chargers on January 3rd, then maybe Might be Chad any time. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think, honestly, and I'm not saying that they're egotistical because I don't believe that. I just think that they're competitive. I think Kelsey wants to lead the league in receiving. I think Tyreek Hill wants 20 touchdowns, and I think Patrick Mahomes 
wants 5,000 and wants to secure the MVP and wants 40 touchdowns because that's, at the end of the day, you play for incentives. Like, you have incentives in your contract. That's money. And these guys deserve it. They're 13-1. and They don't want to go anywhere. They want to show everyone how good they are. And that's just who it is. It's not my show. It's yours. 913-576-7610. Megan and OP. Let's hear what you got. Hi, this is Megan calling from Overland Park, and we're holding off our bachelorette watch party to ask the super important question. Okay. We know that Clyde is off uh, for next game, but we're curious to know if he's going to get back in the game before the uh, playoffs. Well, Megan, thanks for the call. Let's put this anticipation on, uh, let's take it off the bachelorette party. He won't be back until the playoffs. We'll bring this up a little bit later, but just because you're so nice and just because you called into your show and you put your bachelorette party on hold, I'm going to tell you this, Megan. You're a sweetheart. Have fun tonight. Be safe and be easy. But he won't be back until the playoffs start. I don't think he'll be back until the AFC Championship game. I think that that's probably the safe safe assumption at this point, AFC Championship game, because you look at those high ankle sprains, usually need like, Four to six weeks or so. Right. And if you're talking about from yesterday, if the Chiefs get that buy and all, their first playoff game will be about four weeks away. Yeah. So it's going to be, like I said, right before that, it's going to be a day-to-day kind of thing. But, Megan, we appreciate you putting the Bachelorette on hold for us tonight and tuning in to the Red Reaction yeah, Show. Yeah, go have some fun. Go take some uh, Go take some shooters like Tyreek Hill was doing on the medical bench uh, during, the, uh, during the Saints game. I don't know what that was. It was some sort of juice. Uh, we got to get to a break. We get to your calls after this, obviously, 913-576-7610. You know, I changed my picture because I'm that confident. I'm dead serious. But as if there was ever a doubt, you guessed it, he's still the favorite. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Oh, man. It's getting heated in Cincinnati. Getting a little chippy. Big Ben threw a pick, and now we got a little mm-hmm. scrum going on on the sideline. Hey, here's a hot take. Pittsburgh sucks. I like that. Yeah. Pittsburgh's not good. Pittsburgh's going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Look, man, I've been calling them frauds for months. I just want to throw that out there. They hadn't played anybody. When they did, Go ahead. Oh, just when they did play good teams, mm-hmm. they barely got by them. Yeah. Update. Pittsburgh's down 10 nothing. They lose tonight. The path is clear. This is the Red Reaction Show on 610 Sports Radio. It's not my show. It's yours. Or as this is a team effort with Nick Price, it's not our show. It's yours. 913-576-7610. Text line as well. Same number. Smitty's Garage, Burgers and Beer text line. 913-576-7610. From the 913, talk to them. You're spot on. People have gotten so spoiled. They are referencing the fact that if the Chiefs don't win by, you know, 20 points, the Chiefs are vulnerable. Looking at you, Colin Coward. You thought the Bills were the best team. Wrong you are, sir. Um, Another one here. People keep crying about all these close games. This is from the 816. But they're only close because we don't need to score again. Most of these games, we could have scored. They're Chiefs fans. They get to use the we. I mean, I think that's pretty accurate, though. Like, I think that if they were trailing in more of these games, 
it would be a higher scoring affair, right? You, you know what my favorite thing is, Nick Price, is the hog flex at the very end when there's a minute 30 and you can take a knee. Mm-hmm. Where you can take a minute 30 off a clock and you get to see, because we're starting to see this. We're starting to see the, the victims of Mahomes where it's like, Drew Brees was this week's, so where it's the sad face on the sideline. Yeah. Josh Allen was weak the other week. Derek Carr was the other week. All these quarterbacks that they do, and I, I know the NFL does it on purpose at this point because they've made a meme about it where they have all their faces and they go find the shot. So there's some sort of you know technical director telling their producer or, the, or vice versa, hey, find the quarterback in the fourth quarter when Mahomes getting ready to take a knee, and I just want to see it. Lamar I want to see Jackson. his defeated face. That's what yep. it is. 13 and 1 is what the Chiefs are. They beat the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. Pittsburgh's continuing to just not be good. And oh yeah, by the way, Big T or not Big T, we'll get to Big T in a second, but Dan called back. Yeah, Dan called back. Danny he KCK. had a vanilla ice cream cake with cookies and cream. Hot ice dog. Cream. Oh yeah. Great Honey. choice. Happy birthday, Dan. Happy birthday to Dan. Christmas baby. Happy Christmas, happy Hanukkah. You know, everybody have a good holiday so far. Christmas is Friday. You're celebrating the holidays this week. Big T and Shawnee. Let's hear it, buddy. Yeah, hey, you guys. Thank you for taking my call. I'll give a, a shout-out to Dan. Happy birthday to Dan and KCK. Uh, but so, you know, hey, that was a great win on Sunday, man. Uh, those two teams battled, and uh, I think we're going to see that team again in the Super Bowl. It's going to be great. Uh, the Chiefs, 11-0 and on the road. Now, if you stay with me here, San Francisco through 88 and 90, they reeled off a, a ridiculous sick 18 in a row on the road. The Chicago Bears, are you feeling these teams? They had a run of 24 and 1 at one time. The Patriots, the Indianapolis Colts, the 72 Dolphins, what a run there. Good teams get lucky. Great teams find a way to win. And that's where the Chiefs are. People need to embrace the win. They don't need to worry and question. Just embrace the win. It doesn't matter if it's one or 30. Did you hear what I said before? All those teams I mentioned, that's the air you're in, baby. Just embrace it because it's going to be happening a lot because this team, they're a bunch of bad mofos. And speaking of bad mofos, Mm. how about Andrew Wiley, baby? Mm. You you talked about Cameron Jordan. He lost his head. Mm. Lost his head. We got a guy who slid in that uh, right tackle position. Just nasty. He didn't lose his head. He kept his composure. And what the wizard do? He's going to draw up a play. I thought I was watching I Am Hip and Billy Sims with Nebraska and Oklahoma back in the day. But no, it was the option with Pat Mahomes, Levy, and Bell. And what they do? They scored the touchdown. And that's how we do. This is how that team rolls. So let's just keep it going. Keep on playing. Just keep, we got this. Embrace the wins. Think about the teams I just mentioned, because that's where the that's where the defending world champions. That's the air they're in. And as always, let's go Kansas City Chiefs. Choo 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 choo. Boy, that's the most passionate I've heard Big T in a long time. And he's a passionate man too. I had to hover the uh, the dump button. Just I thought in we case. were going to get an MF. <laughs> Good. Lord, Big Toed T. that line, but I love it. Big T was horny tonight. I like that. That's where we need to get, Kansas City. You should be sports horny right now. Your team is 13-1. and one. Your team may not have to travel for another four and a half, five weeks. Oh, by the way, if any of anybody out there thought Mahomes wasn't going to win MVP, if you didn't think Mahomes was going to be the MVP this year because you thought maybe there was a chance that Aaron Rodgers was going to get it, yeah, well, 
I tried to tell you. I tried to tell everybody last week, all it takes is one game, and Mahomes takes it away again. All it takes is one game. And now we go to Odd Shark on Twitter. Updated odds to win the NFL MVP. Patrick Mahomes minus 275. Aaron Rodgers now plus 225. It's not hard to think about this. Because when you think about their numbers, and this is from Nick Jacobs of 41 Action News. Mahomes versus Rodgers in common opponents. Because this is where you have to break it down. Because the numbers are so even. And we'll bring up the numbers. But I want to bring this up to you because Nick Jacobs did a great job of breaking this down. Mahomes versus Rodgers and common opponents, Texans, Bucks, Saints, and Panthers. Kansas City still has to play Atlanta. That'll be this week, uh, moving uh, this Sunday at noon at Arrowhead. But right now, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, record. Rodgers, 3-1. and one. Mahomes, 4-0. and oh. Ready to start counting tallies? Mahomes has one. Rodgers, 80 for 130. Mahomes, 117 for 173. I want to say that probably goes to Rodgers, right? That number? Completion percentage? Let's do quick math. 80 divided by 130 is a 61 and a half. So you can give that 61.5. 117 divided by 173. Oh, sorry. Two tallies to Mahomes. Rodgers, when it comes to yards, 869. Mahomes, 1299. Three tallies. When it comes to touchdowns, Aaron Rodgers, eight. That's a lot. Patrick Mahomes, 13. That's more. That's another tally. That's four. You want to go to interceptions? You want to know what interceptions are against common opponents? Aaron Rodgers has two. Patrick Mahomes, zero. That's five straight tallies against Aaron Rodgers when it comes to common opponents and... Mahomes still plays Atlanta next week. Now, Atlanta has a sneaky good defense, but you mean to tell me that those numbers don't increase when Patrick Mahomes has to play at noon in his house after coming off the road on two different teams that are going to probably, not probably, will be playoff teams? And if you want to keep talking about how the MVP race is close, this is why I think people honestly think the MVP award should go to somebody besides Patrick Mahomes. Well, I don't know why the audio is not playing. Either way. There was somebody that made this audio clip of why the MVP is just should be called the Patrick Mahomes Award because I think this happens a lot. I think there are times when, t- when guys are just so much better than everybody in the league, kind of like LeBron James, kind of like Michael Jordan back in the day. You just had to fish and search and find things where people were having great seasons. They just didn't call them the most valuable player. Are the Packers the same without Aaron Rodgers? No. But are the Chiefs the same without Patrick Mahomes? They're not. Kansas City went 50 years without a Super Bowl. Because they didn't have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. Now they do. Remember when the Chiefs had Alex Smith? Love Alex Smith. Great guy. Was always nice to me. Was always nice to the media and everybody that went there and asked him questions. But you remember these types of games with Alex Smith where they would play like a team like the Saints in a game like this. Now Alex Smith beat the Saints, but this is a game where they would play and it'd be 29-15. And then all of a sudden, it was 29-21. to And then it was like 30, and all of a sudden you're like, why are the Chiefs losing? Why can't they just win this game out? Mahomes is the reason why they can't do that. And when you look at the stats and you bring it up overall, when it comes to the next week, and you look at these numbers, Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback, his record is 11-3. His completion percentage is 69.6. He's thrown for 3,828 yards, 40 touchdowns, and four interceptions. 
You look at Patrick Mahomes' numbers, 13 and 1, 67.3, 4,400 yards, 4,462. So much more. He's almost 1,000 yards ahead of Aaron Rodgers. 8.2 yards in attempt, so a little bit more, 36 and 5. The MVP award, folks, is over. In Mahomes' third full year as a starter, he will now have a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl MVP, and two MVP awards. Sit back and enjoy it because you're watching greatness, and I don't know why anybody ever questioned it. He might even have two Super Bowls and two Super Bowl MVPs by the time we're all said and done with this, but I think what's crazy is that when you look at Rodgers' stats that you were just talking about from this year, I mean, that's an MVP kind of season. Sure. But Mahomes is just on such a different level, and that's what, like, I think that a lot of people understand that, but I think that some people kind of grow numb to it. Like, you got to realize what Patrick Mahomes is doing is stuff that's never been done before. And so he's going out here, he's 13-1, and and he's got the numbers that he's got. And not only that, but, like, when you're watching these games, you know, yesterday you're watching the Saints kick the ball off to the Chiefs with a couple minutes left in the game. Right. And everybody's like, why are you doing that? He's just going to beat you now. Yep. You're not going to get the ball back. Those are the kind of things that the Chiefs are usually used to seeing on the other side of the ball where, hey, you grabbed a lead, but now, or you're cutting it down, but now you're kicking the ball off to Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or something like that. Yeah. Mahomes is that dude now. And that's what's crazy, too, is that after Mahomes got that sandwich hit where he got almost completely just obliterated and he was on the bench and you saw that face, and I remember seeing that texting my group of friends going, I don't think I've ever seen this face from Patrick Mahomes where he's been hit that big or that tough. Now, that Ravens game where they did the fourth and nine play, that was probably the most Patrick Mahomes had been hit before. But here's the other thing. Aaron Rodgers' last game, when I tell you it only takes one week, it only takes one week for this to happen, Aaron Rodgers did go 20 for 29. But he only threw for 143 yards. Like, you want to know the last time Patrick Mahomes threw for 143 yards? It doesn't register. Patrick Mahomes' lowest yards per game this year was 211, and it was in the first week against Houston because he didn't have to. And guess what? He still threw for three touchdowns. He's the best player in the league. He's the best quarterback we've seen in a long time since Peyton Manning hit his stride. And, oh, by the way, he's 24 years old. Not even in his, super, not even in his, in his quarterback prime have we got there with Patrick Mahomes. So I tell you right now, and I know I say this with passion because this happened with Jay Binkley and I as we were on Twitter as I joined his postgame shows every week. And somebody started to chime in and say, well, you know, here's the thing. I'm just saying that Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. He's not. And it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers because you have to look at the way things are. When the Chiefs give 15 the ball and he has the ball in his hands, there's not a better situation in the NFL, and they're proving that nonstop. So this is just another week where Patrick Mahomes proved to everybody that he's the MVP. He's going to be the MVP this year. That'll be two out of three years. But again, embrace it because eventually the NFL is going to be like, all right, all right, all right. We got to stop giving him the MVP every year. But the NFL is king of cliche and hindsight is 2020. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. 
You want to lead it? Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. It's your boy Nick Price here with oh. my guy, okay. Dusty Likens. It's not our show, it's yours. Give us a call, 913-576-7610, or you can text us. It's the same number, 913-576-7610. The Schmitty's Garage Burger and Beer Text Line. How'd I do, Dusty? I want to buy you a cookies and cream cake with vanilla ice cream now. Hey, after the show. My man. For those of you wondering if Pittsburgh's going to be an issue, they're not even going to be the two seed. They're going to be the three seed. Tonight's game in Cincinnati is not what Pittsburgh wanted. The Steelers suck. I hope that finds somewhere in, like, Steeler Nation radio. That'd be so great. They're losing 17-0. to zero. They are getting shut out by the Cincinnati Bengals. You know what their record is? 2-10-1. You know who their quarterback is? Because I don't. Ryan Finley. That's right. He sounds like a friend of some character on the show Friends that you should know if you're a diehard Friends fan. Yeah, either that or like uh, your buddy's like, yeah, you're having a party. Can my friend Ryan come? Oh, you know Ryan Finley? No. No. Don't trust him. Don't know him. Hey, from the 913, by the way, for all those people out there that still try to find some reasons to, you know, be upset or be down about this team and they're Mm -hmm. playing anyway, from the 913, people like Coward are yeah. always looking at the negative. Last year, the Chiefs were 10-4 and four this time. This year, they're 13-1. and one. Right. Also in Vegas, less than 2-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. That's fine. It doesn't get any better than this. But that's Vegas because Vegas has to make money. Like, Vegas is begging people because a lot of times... That also says that, like, Vegas believes the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and Vegas isn't wrong. No, they're never... Trust me. They're not, they're not wrong. They're, the only time they were wrong is when something bizarre happens in a Cleveland game. Yeah. That's the only time. That's the like only the time worst. they're wrong is when it's a monsoon in Cleveland at noon Ugh. on a Sunday. Yeah. I thought, uh, I did think Lance had a good text earlier. He said Steelers play football like Jay Binkley cooks. <laughs> <Yeah>. Everything starts <laughs> off right, but then it just ends in utter disaster. Didn't he like hurl a quesadilla across the room or something? Yeah, he tried to make literally a quesadilla. He tried to make a quesadilla. He burnt it, and then it like ended up being like splattered on his counter and I know Jay Binkley because he's family, and I love that man to death, and I know he got frustrated and just threw it. And then he took a picture of it, which he should have taken a picture before, but of course he didn't, and he took a picture afterwards. But <laughs> Jay Binkley, you could hear him uh, right before us with the Therese Paler Show. Tomorrow, Therese will be on the drive at 3.30. Uh, Pete Sweeney, my guy, my, my good friend, Pete Sweeney, 7.15 a.m. with the guys from Fesco in the morning, or maybe it's Jay Binkley again. I think it's Jay Binkley again. I know it's Jay Binkley. It's yeah. most likely definitely Jay Binkley. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. I'll be on with Alex Gold tomorrow from 10 to 2. So if you Ooh. like what you hear tonight, that's right. Uh, I'll be with Alex uh, Alex Gold tomorrow. Uh, Cody out. Serta out. So it's just uh, it's Gold and Likens as the show tomorrow, which is not what it's called. It's, uh, Cody doesn't have Gold. as much of a ring to it. No, it doesn't. Uh, so real quick, quick segment here. doesn't need to be talked about a lot. The news came out today about Clyde Edwards-Elair. A lot of people worried about him because that injury – uh, looked absolutely terrifying when it happened. Um, and the update, I know it looked terrible, but the update came out. Ian Rapport said about an hour or so ago via the Twitter Express, Chiefs running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, high ankle sprain will likely take more time to heal than the hip strain. The team is hopeful for a playoff return depending on his rehab, and the divisional round is about a month away. He does have time. Uh, so, Megan, your bachelorette party, I don't know if you guys are are listening to Flow Ride at this point or you got some beebs going on. Um, 
or maybe you're just down with the country and you like you like getting down to Luke Combs. I mean, or Eric Church. I mean, I'm down with both of those guys. But the thing is, hindsight's 2020 in the NFL. And I remember when the Chiefs signed Le'Veon Bell, and a lot of people were like, why would they need Bell? Why do they need a guy like this? It's never bad to have a veteran type of player on your roster who is like Le'Veon Bell. And I thought that we saw a lot of stuff yesterday because I saw the Chiefs run the ball yesterday in a way that was systematic and very strategic, and it was in situational form. And I see a lot of people on Twitter, and I see a lot of text messages that I get, run the damn ball. You can't just pass the ball. Well, you can because you have a mythical unicorn at quarterback, as Therese Paler would call Patrick Mahomes, who his best attribute is his arm. And he can run with his legs. Like Patrick Mahomes, I remember you want to talk about grit in this kid. Yesterday after he got sandwiched by two grown-ass men, he went on for the longest run of the game, like a 24-yard QB scramble. He moved the ball upfield, and that team scored. After he got lit up. And then they had that option play to Le'Veon Bell. And the way that Le'Veon Bell ran the ball, it looked vintage Le'Veon Bell. The way that he was able to stop, find the hole, find the path, and then break through. That's how the Chiefs can be dangerous with the running game. They don't need to run the ball 40 times. Not 40 times. They don't need to run the ball 30 times a game. They don't need to run the ball 25 times a game. But when you look at the stats at the end of the game and you break it down and you look at yourself and you say, well, do they run the ball? Here's what they did. Edwards ran it for, Clyde Edwards-Elair ran it 14 times for 79 yards. Le'Veon Bell ran it 15 times for 62 yards. Mahomes ran it 7 for 37. I don't do well in math, but that's well over 150 yards in rushing. That's a 5.6 Edward, uh, average for CEH. That's a 4.1 average for Le'Veon Bell and a 5.3. Now, granted, out of those 37 yards, Mahomes got 24 on one carry. They don't need to run the ball as much as people think. They just need to run the ball in the right situation. And yesterday they did that against a team who is damn good against the run. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah, could they run the ball more? Sure, but... I don't think that they should because, I mean, it's clearly working, right? This team is 13-1, and one, and they've been sitting on leads, and they've been holding on to them, too. They haven't been letting teams come back and take the lead late in games and then really have to have Mahomes go down and work his magic like we've seen in the past. Like, they've been sitting on leads, and they've been able to run a lot of clock without having to run the ball very much. I mean, you look at Mahomes, he completes 67% of his passes, and he averages 8.2, yeah, 8.2 per attempt. That's pretty damn good. And if you can just keep a, keep on picking up first downs, you're going to run that clock down. So, I mean, we're seeing this guy really make people reimagine how you coach and strategically and what you do in different situations in the game of football because we've never seen something like this. But you put the you put the ball in your best player's hands at the end of the game, and that's what's going to ice it. You saw it in that Bucks game, right? In the Bucks game, Romo and Jim Nance were kind of going back and forth, and they were like, do you run it here? Do you throw it? The whole time I'm sitting on my couch, I'm like, you throw it. Obviously, that's your best chance of getting a first down. So, no, the Chiefs don't have to run the ball very much. They can run it 15, maybe 20 times a game, and most of that being late in the game, and be just fine. You don't need to. The way that I use this is the analogy is, why does a pitcher use his curveball when he's striking everybody out with his fastball? Yeah, you want to mix speeds. You want to keep them guessing. But if they're not guessing right on the fastball, you don't need to show them the curveball. Right. If you're blowing it by them every time on the fastball, 
why complicate things? Exactly. The other thing, too, is use basketball. If you're a three-point shooting team, you're not going to play a game or listen to people say, maybe we should run like more of a motion offense and try to get the easy two. No. You're the Chiefs. You have a quarterback whose arm is good for 80 yards. He has a brain that picks up things in just, just immaculate. You don't need to run the ball with Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. You just need to situationally run the ball. And they did that against a team that does not give up rushing yards hardly ever. And they still ran for more than 150. 14 attempts, 15 attempts, and 7. That's real easy. That's 36 times they ran the ball. And they ran it for more than 150 yards. They're doing what they need to do to win games. Because guess what? At the end of the day, you look at the win and loss column. They're 13-1. and one. They went 8-0 on the road. They won in Tampa. They won in New Orleans. They won in Buffalo. They won in Miami. And they won in Vegas. The Raiders aren't probably going to make the playoffs. They may. But those other four teams are all making the playoffs. And they're all damn good. And the Chiefs beat them all. Without running the ball that well. On every single play. They ran the ball situationally. And they beat them. Because that's what the Chiefs do. Pittsburgh's losing 17-0 in Cincinnati. The first round bye is almost a lock after tonight. The Chiefs may not leave Kansas City for a month and a half, and that's the biggest key to it all. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. That's right. 610 Sports Radio, your home for all things Chiefs. All things Chiefs, all things Kansas City. It's your show, not ours. It's not my show, it's yours. It's not our show, it's yours. Smitty's Garage, Burger and Beer, text line 913-576-7610. Can we talk about our our defense in the fourth quarter? It's the 17 points they allowed last week and then 14 points allowed this week in the fourth quarter that keeps teams close when they don't need to be. Yeah, but they seem to stop teams on three and outs. And to me, that's the way this Chiefs team is. This Chiefs team is an anomaly. They are an outlier of the NFL because if you give them one clean stop, They can score. And then all of a sudden, it can be a 10-point game or a 14-point game. And then you have to keep going up that hill of dominance where it's almost impossible to come back. Pittsburgh losing 17-0. One of the possibilities for a tiebreaker is this. Kansas City would be the one seed. Buffalo would be the two seed. Pittsburgh the three. Tennessee the four. Those are your division winners. Your five seed is Cleveland. They would play Tennessee. Your sixth seed is Indianapolis. They would play Pittsburgh. And your seventh seed would be Baltimore. They would play Buffalo. So if and only if Baltimore were to beat Buffalo, that's how you would play the Ravens. Most likely, I feel like Indianapolis would beat Pittsburgh and you'd get Indianapolis and Kansas City again. That seems like it happens every year. But in reality, if I looked at it from a quick glance and did it really, really fast, I would say there's a really good chance that the Chiefs would probably play the Titans again in the AFC Championship game in Arrowhead. That's where I'm going to go with that just for now. 
But that's not the most important part. We teased before we went to break that Chiefs getting by is more than just missing a week and sitting back. And that if the Chiefs may not leave Kansas City for a month, and that that's the biggest key to all of this. Yes, a first-round bye is nice because of injury, because of who you get to play. You get to sit back and scout. I want to take you on a ride of what we are in currently the world and in the world of sports. The next two weeks, the Chiefs play at home against Atlanta, then the Chargers, so they don't travel. After that, they would get a bye, which means they don't travel. By the way, they're the best team, the number one seed, which means they have home field advantage. If they bubble as a team, which I think they would, meaning that they would either all just leave their wives, girlfriends, friends, family, and just go to a nice hotel, and they would just stay there, and that's where they would go, they could do that. They're in their own element. They're in Kansas City. If they don't do that, they stay home. They're in their own bubble. They don't go anywhere. During a pandemic, this is the best case scenario because of all the testing, of all the other things you have to do, the flights, everything like that. You don't go anywhere. So you're never out of your element. So if there's ever a time to think they could run it back, now is the time to firmly believe it and get it in your head that this is possibly going to happen again if they don't ever have to travel or leave Kansas City. And the way the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing tonight, it's like they're giving them a one-way ticket to stay in Kansas City because Nick Price, that is the best situation that you do not have to leave Kansas City unless it is to drive to the airport, to fly to Tampa, to play the Saints or the Packers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, no doubt. And that's something that kind of went over my head a little bit. Not over my head, but I just wasn't thinking about it. I was thinking about it more from a football standpoint. That's what I'm here for. There's only one bye, and only one team is going to have to play two games to get to the Super Bowl. That's what I always thought about. But I mean, you bring up all this stuff with COVID and just being able to, even if they don't bubble, being able to sleep in their own beds and be around their own family for over a month, for five, six weeks before then flying having another bye week and then playing in the Super Bowl again that they just won last year. I mean, it's the dream scenario for a Chiefs fan and for this team to be able to, you know, it seemed like they were on the road there for a while. You know, it seemed like we haven't had that many games at Arrowhead the second half of the season, but that was the best thing possible is that they went on the road, they took care of business, they went 8-0. Yeah. Now they get to come home and just chill out, take care of business, take care of your family, take care of yourself, make sure that everything goes well. And then, you know, like you said, not traveling until end of January, over a month from now, sounds pretty nice. Yeah, plus you get, a, like you said, you get a week off before the Super Bowl, you get a week off before the playoffs begin, or during the playoffs and you have a first-round bye. I can't emphasize how important this is. Like, they COVID test early in the morning, before kickoffs. Now, granted, if you're playing like a 3 o'clock game or a 7 o'clock game, you've got some time. But again... You know your system in Kansas City. You know who you're going to see in Kansas City. It is your home. You do not travel. You do not have to worry about protocols. You don't have to worry about getting out of your element. You know your hot spots to eat. You know where to go. You know where you're sleeping. You know everything. You keep your routine. And the best part about that is you just don't travel. Yes, it's nice to sit back and watch every other team play. Yes, it's nice to know that you have home field advantage. Well, they're not, they're not going to bubble the playoffs. They're not going to bubble anywhere. You're playing at Arrowhead. We know for a fact because I've gotten the emails from Chiefs Communication. They're going to have playoff tickets. There's going to be fans there. 
There's not going to be fans at some stadium, so it's going to feel more and more like an advantage for the Chiefs. They're not traveling. If you are traveling for the holiday, please be safe. Have a great Christmas, Hanukkah, holiday season this week. Be safe. Take care of yourself. Do something nice for somebody. It makes the world a little bit better of a place. For Nick Price, thank you for everything, my man. Of course, thank you. Uh, To the Chiefs next week. It's Atlanta. It's at noon. It's at Arrowhead. I'm Dusty Likens. Catch me tomorrow on Cody and Gold. I'll be with Alex Gold. We'll have fun. We'll talk a little bit of football. We'll talk what happens in this Pittsburgh and Cincinnati game because it's going to get weird. Take care. Be easy, Kansas City. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.